0: لا حول الا بالله يونس ابن محمد رسول الله عليه الصلاه الله الحمد لله <تصفيق> <تصفيق> الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد الا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا معلمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب لي صدري ويسر لي أمري <laughs> respected brothers Respected elders Mothers and sisters listening at home One of the most Remarkable features Of the companions Sahabai kiram Is their love for Rasulullah sallallahu Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it is this unique love that made the companions very dynamic in their character and in fact dynamic in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we study the lives of the companions we see that it was never difficult for them to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala excessively, to exert in hard labor towards worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? They had the deepest love for Allah and His Rasul. Continuously throughout the night they would stand in tahajjud. It is something that we can't even imagine today. And throughout their life, day and night, these were people. Who had a set routine they would recite many many portions of the Quran and some of the companions were in the habit of reciting one entire Quran per day Ajib, subhanallah they were human beings the only hadith that comes to mind which describes the inner condition the condition of their hearts Is recorded in the Jami'u Sahih of Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah alayhi Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said man kunna Wajada If three conditions are found in an individual In a believer Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his mercy Would open his heart and make him experience, he would literally taste the sweetness of Iman, and the sweetness of Iman is translated by the Arabic word Halawatul Iman, Muhaddassin have mentioned like how the tongue has senses, if you put a morsel, a lukma, in the mouth, it feeds information to the mind and the heart, it tells the mind whether it's sweet or sour. That is the quality that Allah has given that tongue. Likewise, when a person has these three conditions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by His infinite mercy, will open his heart. He will literally experience halawatul iman, the sweetness of iman. And it is not something that I can open up for you in words. We have to sit with those who have experienced this. Many brothers their love for the Qur'an in their recitation, they have said, when we recite the Qur'an, it is more sweet for us than honey. It is more sweeter than honey. It is like an empty car that needs petrol. So when we recite the Qur'an, it's filling. It's more sweeter than honey. They don't want to stop. This is halawatul iman. The first condition, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, which was in all the companions. From Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq عن, until the last Sahabi. Every Sahabi had that. Allah's Nabi has said That Allah and His Messenger Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to Him than anybody else around Him. He loves Allah and his Rasul More than his father, mother, his children, the wife His precious possessions, belongings, whatever he owns Something that he treasures Everything one side He will not compromise with Allah and his Rasul Allah's love and the love of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Takes precedence over all things Subhanallah that is the first step of halawatul iman The second step Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said Generally in dunya we have connection with other people also Our friends, our neighbors Those who are around us Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said وَأَن يُحِبُّ الْمَرْأَىٰ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ That if you are to befriend anyone That friendship is also for the pleasure of Allah That friendship is also for the pleasure of Allah. So everyone sitting here, we have this relationship. Alhamdulillah, we know each other. And that relationship should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you love your parents, it is because of Allah's command. If you love your children, it is because of Allah's command. If you love your wife, it is because of Allah's command that you need to look after your family members. Anything that exceeds the limit which is prohibited in sharia, then that is wrong. If you love someone so much that it stops you from fulfilling the ahqam, the rules of sharia, that is not love. That is from the shaitan. Therefore Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa has said, if you love anyone after Allah and his rasul, it should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, the third step, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa has said, it is vitally important that we protect ourselves, and that our iman is intact all the time, until death, when the ruh is taken out. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, وَأَن al-kufr," That he dislikes kufr, to disbelief, infidelity, to, to such an extent... Allah's Nabi has given an example imagine there was a burning inferno in front of you a building burning so many, so many people are around you and someone's trying to push you in that fire you want to save yourself let alone save yourself you want to save yourself from a single spark and also the smoke of that fire that person does not want to burn anything of his body, his skin Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa has said, a mu'min, a believer should be very very careful. He must make sure that he saves himself from all aspects of kufr. These are the three conditions, which Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa has said, if it is found in any individual, Allah will give him this na'mah of halawatul iman. And this was found in every Sahabi." Of Rasulullah <laughs> Sallallahu alayhi wasallam That is why to follow sharia Was their second nature It was something very very easy for the companions That is how they were They had full control, authority over themselves Subhanallah Going to the love that the companions have The definition of Al-Hub which is love We are covering the khilafat Of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiyallahu ta'ala And one incident that occurred with him he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam smiled at him and said to him ya rasulullah la anta ilayya min kulli illa O Allah's messenger I love you more than anything and everything in the world I love you more than anything and everything in this world but one clause that was in his statement they were so sincere. And huzur alayhi salam looked at him and he said, Illa nafsi, But I don't love you more than myself. Sayyidina Umar ibn khattab Subhanallah. Oh, I just can't wait to see him, inshallah, in Jannah. What a great man he was. And these were words that Allah would put in the mouth of the companions. Do you think that... Uh, A man like Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was any short of iman. These were words that Allah would put in their mouth. Why? So it is an education for the rest of the ummah. The question comes out from the mouth of of Hazrat Umar and the answer comes from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is known as ta'aleem lil ummah, education for the ummah. And he said, illa nafsi. I think I love myself more than anything in this world. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled at him and said, Umar, your iman is incomplete. Your iman is incomplete. You have not reached that, that, that zenith, the peak, that level that is desired. Subhanallah, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and stood up, turned away from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa a few minutes, looked down, meditation, muraqabah, introspection, apni isla, looking at the level of his iman, looking at his heart, talking with himself. He came back and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I've looked at myself. The truth is, I love you even more than myself. Subhanallah. The control they had, they were masters. The authority over themselves. And I said this last session, Rasulullah said, the path Hazrat Umar Farooq takes Shaitan takes another path It's a diversion for shaitan He cannot walk the path of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab That does not mean he, he was immune from the wasabis. No, he, he was a powerful man by, the, by his taqwa He was saved Important lessons have to be learned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Through Hazrat-i nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is giving to this Ummah what is meant by love unfortunately today love is an abstract condition today it comes and it goes it is uh, something that's temporary in fact love is lust today love is lust Haradmi admi love mein par jata hai Har admi ko loveria ho jata hai Very quickly, the youth, they seem to fall in love very, very quickly. We've not really understood the meaning of love. Love is actually lust. It's not love. One has not understood the meaning of love. Love is something that is honored and respected. Al-hub. Hub is in the Quran. One is love and one is lust. Today, it's all about lust. It's a promiscuous society that we live in. And in order to fulfill your shahwat your carnal desire we label it by love but it's not love it is your lust, and this is from shaitan. but sahabai kiram ajma'een were very pure so pure that they were frank with rasul sallallahu Alaihi wasallam truthful to him and Hazrat umar is saying i love you more than anything but myself and when he was explained that to get a higher level you have to love me more than your own self straight away amendments straight away and he came without delay and he said no this is my condition subhanallah for the companions the meaning of love was something much more deeper that is why huzur alayhi salam said to Umar radiallahu ta'ala al-an ya Umar al-an now oh Umar, now, oh Umar I see the level of your iman Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained this to the companions. For the companions, love meant loyalty. Love meant responsibility. Love meant dedication. And above all, love meant to sacrifice everything for the beloved. For the one who you love. This is the meaning of al-hub, love. In in the hadith explained here uh, by Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi the thing what I want to mention today unfortunately it's uh, something that we have to understand it's very very sensitive don't take me wrong my respected brothers listen to me very carefully shaitan is our enemy and he wants to deceive you for the majority of the Muslims we all have love of Rasul sallallahu whether you read salatu was salaam standing up or whether you read durud ibrahim Whether someone says to you Or oh, these people don't have the love of Rasul Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, This is all foolishness Generally anyone who is sincere And who says La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa Every Muslim has the love Of Allah and his Rasul generally But yes A different category The degree of love is different and that is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan wants to deceive the believer. Sometimes he wants to preoccupy the believer in something which is not challenging to his nafs. Something which is not a challenge to his nafs. Something which is easy for his nafs. And yet he feels that I have discharged myself from what is meant al-hubbu lillah. الرسول, to love Allah and to love Rasul Sallallahu So for an example, you will find a lot of the Muslims. They will sing nazam and naat throughout the night. Nazam and naat throughout the night. You will find a group of people expressing their love for Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by standing up and reading Salatu wassalam salam for hours and you will have different different people coming Khan and they will come and it is a form of uh, it will refresh the audience, I won't say a form of entertainment, I'll say it will refresh the audience and so people want to listen to Nazam, Naat, Nazam, Naat and they listen to the different Naat Khans they read and somehow the Nafs tells them MashaAllah. You see, you read nazam, you read naat, you sit in that majlis, you read salatu was salaam, mashaAllah, you have a lot of love for Rasul Sallallahu Now this is something which is easy, it is not a challenge to the nafs. One must not forget, my respected brothers, in no way am I implying Aliyazubillah, that we must not praise Rasul sallallahu alayhi Praising Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa is part of iman. It is part of iman. We must all praise Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa We must all read durood salam to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa We must not forget the objective. That is not the objective. That is not the criteria by which sharia decides the level of love that that individual has got for allah and his rasul in the heart sharia demands from you action not just lip service sharia demands from you action not just lip service when you look at sahaba kiram ajmaeen in the quran allah describes them in a in one unique way allah does not say that the sahaba would stand and they would praise Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa verbally by words. But Allah says, no. wa ridwana. If you want to see the companions, you will see them in ruku. You will see them in sujood. You will see them in qiyam. You will see them in good actions. They were people who were committed... Who had committed themselves to good actions, to amal saliha They were strict in following the sunnah of Nabi Karim, <laughs> sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So what we need to do is we have to check in. We have to see what level we are in. It's not just about nazam naat and salat wasalam and Sharia enze. Let not the shaitan deceive you, but we have to be. Uh, a service to Islam. We have to follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sunnah. sallallahu alaihi wasallam. A person reads beautiful nazam and naat. But yet it is difficult for him to keep a beard. Beautiful nazam and naat. But yet it becomes difficult for him to follow the sunnah of that great person who he is praising. And it's happened to me on numerous occasions. Uh, been invited to the different masajid on special nights, occasions. We get groups of people coming in the masjid on one occasion. Uh, you had, not, not in Leicester, outside. You had groups of people standing up reading Nazam Naat, and then salatu was salam carried on, carried on Mashallah, for a long period of time people were sitting. And then when it came for Fajr time, there was hardly two safs. There was hardly two saps. Now is this Islam, my respected brothers? On one side, we want to show the love that we have for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yet, when it comes to the faraiz, fulfilling that which is us upon you, there is hardly two saps in the masjid. This is dhoka from shaitan. This is how the shaitan deceives you. Once in India, in Bombay, uh, there is this very famous, I'll use the term, dargah. Dargah, a shrine. It is known as Haji Ali. Have you heard of that? All of you? You haven't, Shabir? Being a mehman, you haven't heard? MashaAllah. You look like a pure sunni muslim to me. <laughs> no. So, Haji Ali? I was with a group of people there and my host they said to me, Oh Marisa, we are here. You see this Dargah here, it's a famous Dargah. Let us go and visit Haji Ali. It's the location is quite unique. In the middle of the sea, not in the middle but somewhere in the sea. There's a long path that you go. And I said, Fine, let's go. Alhamdulillah. And we walked We went And if there is someone who is A wali of Allah resting there We pray Allah bless him That is in the knowledge of Allah We don't know But we went there As is our duty If you go to uh, visit any Muslim brother who has passed away To his qabr You pray for him There is nothing wrong with that We went there, a lot of women were there. There was a Qawwali session there also. A lot of things were happening. And it was something of an experience. Really it is something that you have to see. You have to venture out to see all that. And on one side you had women stacked up who had jinns inside them. And they were swinging their head from right to left. As the Sufis do their zikr. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. And they were swinging their head from the right to the left, and they were possessed, and they had jinns inside them. SubhanAllah. And I looked at everything very, very carefully, and you had that pigeon, pigeon kia, the peacock wing, and doing all that. La hawla wa illa billah. And as you, and they suss you out, you are a foreigner, and it's all about putting a chadr. Never mind all that, I don't want to talk on that. We stayed there for about 35-40 minutes and I said to the group that was there, it is nearly time for Maghrib Salah, let us go to the masjid. MashaAllah in India, you have masjids everywhere in Bombay. If you just cross the road, you will find one beautiful masjid there, beautiful minarets. We went to the masjid, all of us. As we got to the masjid, there was about two or three minutes left for Maghrib Azan. Maghrib Azan was finished, Alhamdulillah, the Imam Sahib was there. We came very late to the masjid, but yet we managed to get into the first Saf. When the Imam Sahib did Assalamu alaykum wa Rahmatullah, Assalamu alaykum wa Rahmatullah, were, there were hardly any Muslims in the masjid, believers. Not even two Safs were completed not even, two safs were completed. And the group that was with me, I said, all of you come close to me after salah. I said, look, can you see Haji Ali there? And they said, yes. I said, even in the dark you can see thousands of Muslims walking there. Thousands. And he said, yes. And I said in the house of Allah which is masjid, masjid kaateh sajde ki jaga, the house of Allah, maghrib is farz upon the ummah, here we have how the shaitan deceives a person thinking that oh we have great love for the friends of Allah, awliyaullah, and we we have great love for Rasulullah, that is only in the knowledge of Allah, only in the knowledge of Allah. So you have the house of Allah that is empty. And you have a shrine that is full of people. And I said, does this make sense? And they said, you know, Mawlana sab you are right. I said, of course I'm right. Of course I'm right. Allah has given you the sense. And this is how the shaitan deceives you. He preoccupies you in things which are not a challenge to your nafs. Something that is not a challenge to your nafs And yet you feel you've achieved something But when you look at the lives of sahaba It was a struggle They did mujahada They did mujahada Subhanallah And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa did mujahada The famous hadith Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would stand in the night Hazrat Aisha says That I saw the auspicious feet of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam swell up They were puffed up and I said Ya Rasulullah Allah has forgiven you do you need to worship Allah in this manner? and he said of course and this is the path Sahabai Kiram that they had taken it was not lip service with Sahabai Kiram ajma'in. this is what we need to understand my respected brothers in that very important incident that occurred with Hazrat Umar Radiallahu taala an that when he said, I love you more than anything in this world except for myself, and Allah's Nabi said to him, your Iman is incomplete, and then he came back and he said, now I love you even more than my own self. This is sacrifice. This is a challenge to your nafs. And this was not just with the Sahaba, but it was also with the Tabi'een, those that had seen, Hazrat Sahaba Kiram ajmaeen Even today, alhamdulillah, that is not to say if someone uh, externally does not look like uh, a person who is dressed up in the sunnah way, one cannot criticize a person, a believer, that his level of iman is very less. You can't say that. That is only in the knowledge of? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala But as Muslims We are commanded That we need to follow The Sunnah of Nabi Kareem <laughs> Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Saw a dream He saw a dream that He was wearing two gold bracelets Now gold for a man is Haram Say it Someone who has A gold tooth Is that halal? That's haram Why? Or do you say Idris? It's halal. It's, it's, it's halal. Now we'll have to go to Muftisab to ask him why it's halal. But I'll say it's halal to you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to adorning yourself with gold, for men it is haram. Nuzul alayhi salam saw two gold bracelets. When he saw two gold bracelets, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam blew on it. And it just vanished, disappeared. This was the dream of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The meaning of the dream is the two liars, the imposters in the time of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam they were to claim uh, Nabuwats that they were Nabi Al-Yasubillah after Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or in partnership to Rasulullah You had Musaylamatul Khazab in Yamama and you had Aswad, Aswadi Anasi in Yaman, which we had discussed in the battles Now in the time of Aswadi Asadi Huzur Alaihi Salatu blowing it meant that their claim was not to last for a long period of time. Everything died off in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. Ta'ala. In the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, Aswadi Anasi caught this Wali of Allah who was a Tabi'een. And captured him. Whose name was Abu Muslim Al-Khawlani. His name was Abdullah bin Thaub, But his kunya was Abu Muslim Al-Khawlani. Aswadi Anasi said to him that... Do you take me to be a Rasul? And so Abu Muslim al Khawlani said, I can't hear you. I can't. So he said, Do you take Rasulullah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be Rasul? He says, Of course, he's the Nabi of Allah. For the second time, do you take me to be a Nabi? Aswadi Anasi, who claimed to be a Prophet, he says, I can't hear. Now he was making a mockery out of Aswadi Anasi. Aswadi Anasi got very angry. And he said the judgment passed to punish him was to burn him alive. Scholars have mentioned not a single part of his body was even grazed or burnt, not a single hair, besides the rope that had tied his hands. That was burnt. When he came out from the fire in good health, those around us were the honest. he said, why this person can be a great fitna for you. If people look at him and if he tells people what has happened, nobody will believe you to be a prophet. So push him out from Yemen. So he was forced to leave Yemen. And so Abu Muslim al-Khawlani now comes to Madinatul munawwarah In Madinatul munawwarah at Fajr time, after Fajr, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is sitting with Hazrat Umar Farooq. It is the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Hazrat Umar Farooq sees this man, a stranger, a new person coming to the masjid. Whilst he was talking with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, after the conversation, Hazrat Umar was a man who probes and looks at everything. Allahu Akbar, Allah give him jazai khair. The first man, what a great man he was. He looks at Abu Muslim al Khawlani. Ha, So he stood up, and he said, and the firasat, what is firasat? You see that, the intellect that Allah had given Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he looked at him and said, You look like a person from Yemen. Are you a Yemeni? And so he said, Yes, I'm a Yemeni. So that Omar said, What happened to that person who Aswad Anasi wanted to burn alive? Now, this Wali of Allah is humble. He's a Tabi'in. He's seen the Sahaba. So he did not want to expose. And he says, Yes, that person is Abdullah bin Thawb. Abdullah bin Thaub is himself. But he said, Yes, that is Abdullah bin Thaub. He is known to people as Abu Muslim Khawlani. That is his kunniya. Arabs were known by their kunniya. As Hazrat Umar Farooq knew. Hazrat Umar says, I ask you in the name of Allah, are you not Abdullah bin Thaub? And he looked down and he said, Yes, I am Abdullah bin Thaub. Hazrat Umar asked him what had happened and he explained. Hazrat Umar stood up and kissed his forehead, embraced him, and took him to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, and related everything to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, and said that Alhamdulillah Allah has kept me alive until I saw someone who was given the same karamat miracle, in the ummah of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which was given to the prophets Ibrahim alayhi Salatu Wasallam, so I praise Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The reason why I quote to you this incident is anyone who has the deepest love for Allah and His Messenger does not fear death. When it comes to sacrificing himself for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, they are up in the front. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, for every one of them this was something very easy. But even the Tabi'een, those that were the successors of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een, We need to check ourselves, my respected brothers. This is something very, very careful what I have said to you. It wasn't only that the Sahabas had the love of Allah and His Messenger. Two more minutes. It wasn't only that the Sahaba had the love of Allah and His Messenger. But it was mutual love. Even Allah and His Rasul loved them. Someone says, oh, I dearly love my wife. My brother, you dearly love your wife. But does your wife dearly love you? No, my wife doesn't dearly love me. She dearly slaps me. Someday, So, bai, ye to 50% like that person said that, oh, I want to get married to that princess. Molana said, oh, you are a peasant and you want to get married to the princess. He says, yes, half the job is done. She so says, how? He says, on my side, I am ready to marry her. <laughs> on 50%. On my side, I am... Ready to marry her. But I am only waiting for her side. See if the her side is ready. Aray subhanallah insan. That is why Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, get married to a woman who will love you all the time, not only for the first two, three, four, five years of your marriage, and then things get you know Very stale, very stale. Ah, You are a Buddha, old man now, this and that. And then now the husband starts to say, it's the same for you. And there's arguments and eruptions and fighting. Subhanallah, it's not a quality of a woman. The woman must remain faithful and loving al-Wadud throughout her life. Throughout her life. And I saw my Ustaz, Shaykh al-Hadis, Mawlana Islam al-Haqsa, uh, Ajeeb, Shaykh al-Hadis who taught Bukhari for years. And everyone here, the scholars, are students of Sheikh al-Hadis. Once when we went for Umrah, he would hold the hand of his wife. Both of them were so old, and walking slowly and doing tawaf of the kaaba. And when you look at them, you wonder, MashaAllah, that the love they have even at that age. The love they had, even at that age. Sahabai kiram ajma'een for them, they loved Allah and His Rasul. Their love was so pure that it was mutual love. They loved Allah and His Rasul, and Allah and His Rasul also loved them. Allah and His Rasul also loved them. This is the second aspect of love. You love someone and that person dearly loves you. That is a complete package of love. And to understand that, we end with one hadith of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Sahal bin Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala and says, Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the day of Khaybar said to the companions, La ra'ya ta ghadan rajulan yuhibbullah wa rasul wa yuhibbullah wa rasul. That tomorrow, on the day of Khaybar, Allah's Nabi is saying that. I will give a banner, a flag, to that individual who loves Allah and His Rasul. Huzur alayhi salam did not stop at that. He said, He loves Allah and His Rasul. وَيُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ And also Allah and His Rasul loves him. This is the condition of all the companions. And who is that person? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the forts of Ahle Yahud yahood by this individual and the next morning every Sahabi had that desire that it would be me. Allah's Nabi said, where is Ali radiAllahu ta'ala? SubhanAllah, that great Nabi, Sahabi, Hazrat Ali radiAllahu ta'ala, and at that time he had some swelling in the eye. So some of the companions said, Ya Rasulallah, Hazrat Ali has said that he has a swelling in the eye, hoping that now Ghuzul Ali Salam would choose someone else. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what a great man he was, what a great rasul he was, subhanallah. He says, call Ali nevertheless. Hadith Taala came, Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, took out from the auspicious mouth saliva and put it on the eye- eyelid. Subhanallah. Instantly he was cured. In the hadith it comes, وَدَعَالَهُ فَبَرَأَهُ كَأَلَّمْ يَكُنْ بِهِ As if though there was never any pain in that eye. Some of the muhaddisin have mentioned that that eye became sharper than the other eye. That eye became sharper than the other eye, and Allah's Nabi gave him the banner. And the hadith continues, Subhanallah. It ends in a beautiful way. Allah, Allah said to Hazrat, Allah's Nabi said to Hazrat Ali that remember, if a single person is given hidayat by your hands, it is better than the most expensive camels of Arabia. Red camels of Arabia. They were very very expensive camels. Even if you had a stock of all these red camels and if there was one person given Hidayat by your hands, that is better than a stock of all the camels that are given to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we understand the true definition of love and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the sincere love for allah and his messenger wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahirabbil alamin allahumma salli ala wa nabiyina wa mawlana muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ali wa sallim taslima allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna innaka antal tawwabur rahim nastaghfiruka wa tubu ilayk sami'na wa ta'ana ghufranaka rabbana wa ilaykal maseer birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin